Welcome back, magic makers. Kelsey Foremost here, your host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. I do want to preface this episode by saying we are going to be talking about postpartum depression and mental health as it relates to moms, maternal mental health. You definitely do not have to be a mom to enjoy this episode, but I just want to be sensitive. I know that um, like having lost my dad years ago, I still kind of have a hard time about like dad heavy conversations, even though it's been a decade. Father's Day stuff just like can be triggering on certain days. So I just want to put that out there that um, we're talking about moms. We're talking about moms a lot on today's episode. So if uh, I really encourage you to stay and listen because Lindsay is an expert in coping skills. So most of what we're talking about today is actually about coping skills, which is defined as actions that allow you to better handle whatever life is throwing at you. That can mean so many things. And we get into actual coping skills in the episode itself. So whether or not you're a mom, I think we can all use coping skills in today's world. Um, And But, you know, if you need to take care of yourself and not hear a lot of mom talk, that's okay. We still love you. I still love you very, very much. So happy Mother's Day season. Uh, I really am so impressed with all of my friends who are moms. I am not a mom, um, but I have many friends who have very young children under the age of three or even under the age of five because I'm 36. So now people have been having babies on purpose for quite a few years. (laughs) Um, And God, kids, babies, they take so much energy and so much time and so much money and so much of yourself, so much identity. And they're wonderful. Like kids are miracles. They are magical unicorn creatures who have just the most incredible way of looking at life. I learned so much from being around children and seeing through the lens of how a kid sees the world. And my girlfriends who are moms across the board share the common experience that kids are exhausting and that identity becomes kind of a muddy thing after they had kids. Doesn't mean they don't love their kids. They love their kids fiercely. And they have to often do a little bit of work on their own identity as a human being separate from their identity as a mom. Enter Lindsay Conchar, today's guest. She is a licensed social worker. She is a published author (laughs) I freaking love the title of her book. It's called I Got 99 Coping Skills and Being a Bitch Ain't One, which is so great and so memorable. I believe in the episode I misspeak and I say 99 problems and being a bitch ain't one because obviously the Jay-Z song, shout out to my elder millennials. Um, But her book title is 99 Coping Skills and Being a Bitch Ain't One. She's freaking hilarious. If you couldn't already tell from the title of her book, she keeps it 
real when she's talking about maternal mental health and especially postpartum depression. She's very qualified to talk about this topic. She is a licensed social worker. She is a mom of two. So we talk both about her professional advice and opinions and her personal experiences. So boy, howdy, this episode really gets real about some aspects of being a woman that um, <laughs> that aren't talked about enough, frankly. It's not the shiny Instagram mommy blogger version that I think a lot of us are used to seeing. This is the real shit. This is what are actual coping skills that whether you're a mom or not can help you reclaim your identity in your day-to-day life. So please enjoy this just gem-packed episode with Lindsay Conchar of Coping with Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you so much for being on Find Your Magic. I know you're going to have so many amazing resources to share with us today. I'm so happy to be here. I love your podcast. Oh, shucks. We love you back. (laughs) (laughs) So you pitched me, which I love. I love when people come and are like, hey, I have something that's really on my heart. And I know your audience would love to share it uh, or would love to hear it. Um, So why don't you start out by talking about the thing that you shared with me initially, which was the difficulty that a lot of women face, particularly moms with switching hats, like on a daily basis, having to sort of do a code switch from business person to mom to human. Why don't we start there? Yeah, totally. So I am like constantly analyzing how I can like optimize my time. If I have like 15 minutes, I'm like, okay, what can I get done in that time? (laughs) Um, And I should really like count out one day how many hats I take on and off throughout the day. (laughs) It would be interesting interesting stat to look at. But um, yeah, so I think a lot of it is like we were kind of saying is when I wake up in the morning, you know, typically I'm lucky enough where I wake up oftentimes before my kids. Usually I get about two hours to myself in the morning. And and then um, I really want to make sure I'm using that time, whether it be on my website or, you know, creating for social media or whatever the case may be. And then as soon as I hear those first cries, giggles, laughs, whatever it is that they're, however they're Hopefully waking up. Hopefully it's giggles know? and not yeah. cries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever side of the crib they're waking up on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, then I obviously kind of need to stop what I'm doing and go tend to them right away. And that can be kind of challenging when I'm right in the middle of a really good paragraph that I'm writing for a blog post that I'm really mm-hmm. excited about. And you're like in that flow state, but then, you know, you need to switch and it, and it can be really challenging, but it's something that I think is so important for, moms who are also entrepreneurs to really know and have a conversation about what that looks like and how hard it can be, but also so doable. Oh, that's so true. And I think that um, many conversations, particularly around motherhood, and I myself am not a mom, but it gives me a kind of um, bird's eye view of how motherhood is discussed, right? Because it's not necessarily relevant to me, but yet I see how people are being spoken to. And what's really perplexing to me is it's always, it seems to me that most speaking about motherhood is through a very specific lens rather than looking holistically at how motherhood 
becomes part of your overall life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what you're talking about makes so much sense of like motherhood. It's like a, a hat that you wear, but then you don't go away. Like you, the human being doesn't go away. You're just putting on a hat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. totally yeah and it's like I mean like when my daughter was born it was like for a while I mean not so much anymore but for a while I was like are we just her babysitters like when (laughs) are the parents coming to get her because she's cool I love her she's great but like is she mine am I allowed to be this person so it's like yeah you totally become enmeshed and like you you do have that motherhood hat that you're wearing and it is fully a part of my identity but you bet your butt when I'm off with my girlfriends, it doesn't always feel like, oh, well, I'm a mom, so I can't do like, you know, it's just it's it's it is a hat. It's just like one of the roles that I play throughout my life. Yeah. And, you know, the most important role that I currently am playing and I'm and I love it. But that doesn't take away from the other things that I also aspire to do. And I from, you know, when we were family planning, I was very, very adamant that I did not want to lose myself in motherhood. And I think Mm -hmm. that is something that so commonly happens for, you know, a multitude of reasons. Um, But I was very, very sure that that was not my path. Like I still wanted to have, you know, my own identity and I still wanted to have my own business. And that was really important to me. So what would, what advice would you give anybody listening to this going, oh my God, that's exactly me right now. What advice would you give to them? What are some places that they can start so that they don't become enmeshed and they don't lose themselves? Yeah. Well, first I will tell you that I, despite having all of that, like, this is not going to be me. I will not be that person. I totally was that person. (laughs) And despite being a licensed mental health professional, I still got wrapped up in the postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. I had terrible postpartum rage particularly towards my husband, poor guy, Mm. Um, (laughs) you know, he's, but we're we're still here together. (laughs) Um, But, and, and that was with my first. And I'm really happy to say that that has not been my experience with my second, but Mm. no less, it was really something that caught me by surprise because I was like, I'm a therapist. I do coping skills for a living. And I was, and actually I was coaching my husband because he was always the more anxious one between the two of us. And before I had my daughter, it was like, it's okay. Your anxiety is probably going to spike. You know, we were like having these conversations and I was like, because men can experience some postpartum symptoms also. And so so the whole thing. And so, um, and then it hit me like a truck. And so about nine months in um, to my, to my daughter being with us, I, just really needed to step back and was like, I am unhappy. I'm unhappy with myself. I am unhappy Mm -hmm. with how I am. You know, this isn't like the motherhood, like, uh, Instagram motherhood. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. No, that was not, I was, you know, puking stuff all over me all the time. It's great. (laughs) Right. Uh, not so Instagrammable, but, um, you know, and I wasn't showing up for my marriage the way I wanted to. And it really boiled down to, I wasn't doing for me what I needed to. And so when I was able to not only admit that first to myself, I think that's, you know, step number one for those listening that are feeling this to their core, um, really take 10 minutes. (laughs) Like You can find 10 minutes. I know it's hard, but you can. And 
really tune in to what it was that you are missing, what you feel like you need. Because for me, I became a stay-at-home mom and I missed my career. I loved social work. I loved counseling people. I loved that aspect. And so much of that was was missing. And so I, you know, admitted that I needed help and my husband, you know, really stepped up to the plate. And then also um, my mom lives close by. So I'm really lucky that I have a team. Like I truly have a village. I mean, my in-laws are wonderful. Um, my mom is close by and very helpful with my kids and I've leaned on friends. I've leaned on my, my sister-in-laws as well as my husband's parents. Um, and for every Tuesday, I got to go to the library for three hours in the evening and I got to write and I started writing a book and it just has helped. I mean, it helped so, so, so much. And, and that's really kind of taken off from there. So that was a very long winded answer. Not at all. So the very first step is what do you need? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the very first step is admitting you need something. Totally. Right. Like, I mean, fill in the blank mental health 101, um, whether you're a mom or not. Mm-hmm. Step one is always admitting to yourself that something is off. Yeah. And then making a commitment to stick with the exploration that needs to happen to figure out what it is that you're unhappy with. Because, and I don't know if this was your um the case with you, but for me in my particular spiral of sort of post-COVID, um, I went through a really big breakup and it was very traumatic for me. And I had, I lost pretty much everything and had to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. And in that space, I knew like, okay, I am definitely not happy, but I don't know what's next yet. And I think that one of the best things that I did was take my time figuring out what it was I actually needed versus like what the world told me I should want. Yes. Right. And I feel like that probably applies to a lot of new moms because I think that there's a lot of shoulding all over yourself when you're a new mom. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. Like the amount of opinions from everyone and I mean, the 70-year-old man coming up to me in Target and feeling my belly. I was like, okay, oh, sir, please, please. <laughs> um, but I mean, truly, it is, it's constant. And, and I think one of the best things that we can do collectively, again, and this is speaking to more than just moms, but I mean, I love Instagram for a lot of different reasons. I can tell that my anxiety absolutely spikes the more that I am on it. Mm. whether I'm, you know, I can sugarcoat it and say, well, I'm doing some market research or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I'm looking something up for my baby, whatever. No, put it away. <laughs> Your mama instincts. No, you in- intuitively know who you are and the things that you need. And there's actually a research study that I, that I talk about in my book. Um, but it says that quite literally there was a group of, of participants that had the opportunity to shock themselves. And they said, no way, no how, no thank you. And then they were put in a room that you could kind of probably think of like an interrogation room, right? Table by yourself, no one in there. And they're like, okay, well, we'll be right back. And within 15 minutes, they were so bored and didn't know what to do with themselves that they were, and they were again offered that same shock. 
almost all of the participants did it because they just to have something to do just to do something just to wow. do something. because we do not just sit in quiet and i'm not saying everyone needs to you know find a dark corner and sit there like baby or something you know babies in the corner but just you don't need that but you do need to just sometimes shut it off whether that's like taking a shower where there's like literally no input like don't i mean we're on a podcast right now. I'm a big podcast lover, but like literally you also need time just to like shower without anybody talking to you or go yeah. for a walk outside, no music, no nothing, you and your thoughts, and then start kind of processing what's going on. And you're not going to get the answer right away. And I think that's the other thing that we get so mm-hmm. frustrated by in our instant gratification culture is like, boom, boom, boom. We need to know it. And that's just not realistic, but we do just need to start being with ourselves a little bit more. Yes. Oh, my therapist calls it purposeless play and stimulus-free space, which uh, both of those things have really helped me. Stimulus-free space is exactly what Lindsay just described. You have no stimuli. There's no radio. There's no radio. <laughs> what is this? The 1930s? <laughs> what on the radio, mod? Um, <laughs> there's no, um, you know, Spotify playlist. There's no uh, NPR playing. Like, it's just, you know, silence, no stimuli, not even music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also no visual stimuli either. So like screens are a big one books, uh, magazines, like literally no stimuli, nothing outside of you just sitting. And it is real hard. Yeah. (laughs) It is real hard. Yes. It reminds me of, have you ever done like one of those float tanks? Yes. Yes. And it was a, like a spiritual awakening for me. I've heard that. I'm like, so I have a gift card. I'm so excited (gasps) to try one back on track. But yes, I'm like, ah, I want to do this so bad. Dude, it was so cool. It was so cool. And it was, um, uh, I signed up for it. I thought like, I thought it felt really weird. And I was like, oh, I'll be claustrophobic. Like, I don't know if I want to do it. But then I tried to do a digital detox where I would leave my phone in another room for a week. So I just wouldn't have my phone with like on me in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing how often I went to reach for the phone was horrifying mm-hmm. to me. Like yeah. it shook me. I was like, oh, I don't have a problem. With it, but just like the impulse, you don't even realize you're doing it. So yeah, digital detox, sensory detox. Like you, if you don't have an hour to go be in a sensory f- deprivation float tank, no problem. Go in the shower and uh, don't bring any music. Put a do not disturb sign on the door. And, you know, that's 15 minutes right there. Totally. <laughs> so, totally. Uh, so what are some, okay, so you've mentioned your book a couple of times and I'll share in the intro, the title um, and what it's about, but it's all about coping skills, right? That's what you are a specialist in these coping skills. So can you define what a coping skill is for us? Like, what does that even mean? Yes. A coping skill, my favorite. So uh, coping skills are just simple, actionable lifestyle changes 
that we use. Coping skills can be maladaptive, so unhealthy. Coping skills can be hopefully healthy. And so, yes, I quite literally wrote the book on 99 coping skills. (laughs) Can you give me some examples, just like a teaser or an appetizer of some coping skills that maybe people don't necessarily think of right away, but that you love sharing about? Yes. I have so many. I'm like, ah, my brain floods. Um, So first and foremost, I mean, my favorite is always just getting outside. Like whatever Mm -hmm. that means for you, that's a really simple coping skill. Like literally walk out your front door and you did it. Um, (laughs) Right. That's great. But my, one of my favorite is actually doing a body scan. So we hold so much tension in our body in different places that we might not even realize it. So without doing like the full thing here, which also is like a three minute little thing, but just feel like your face, feel how much tension you hold in your face, particularly like let your brows kind of relax. And then if you move down to your jaw, unclench your jaw and let your tongue fall to the floor of your mouth, like our jaw holds so much tension. And so as you're doing a body scan, you can literally start at your feet and then, you know, work your way up. Um, You just feel like, okay, sometimes I have tension in like the way I'm sitting right now, I can tell you in like my right butt cheek, there is some like, so I just need to like rearrange my body now a little bit. Right. Or like drop your shoulders from your ears or whatever, like our body's holding all of this and storing all of it throughout the day. And that can really trigger us into a faster, um, you know, fight or flight response rather than just if we're not in a relaxed state. And I just don't think we're in tune enough with our bodies again, because we have so much of that input all the time that the body scan just really allows you to kind of be present where your feet are. And that goes back to all the different hats that we're wearing all the time, being present is really, really hard to do, especially nowadays. Like it's just, we're constantly being pulled and stretched and twisted in all the different directions. And so doing that body scan gives you a really good, clear opportunity to say, okay, what is my body feeling, physically feeling, and what do I need to relieve some of that? And you can leave feeling refreshed after I mean, a three minute body scan and then attuning to some of those needs that your body is, is speaking to you. Oh, I love body scans so much. Um, I agree with you being in our body is sometimes shockingly hard mm-hmm. because, um, for me, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this challenge, but it's really hard to be in my body when I'm thinking, mm-hmm. Right. Because by definition, thinking, it's like you're in your head, right? Um, One of the coping skills that I, so I started doing some um, somatic therapy, which is about being in your body and feeling and very sensory and something I'll share on this episode. I think it fits this conversation really well is what I've dubbed the internal cold plunge which is I take a hot cup of tea and an ice cold cup of water and I alternate drinking one after the other. Like I'll start with the hot tea and I'll really feel the warmth, like feel it inside me going all the way down into my stomach and let it warm me. 
And then I'll take the ice cold water and take a big gulp. And it's like a cold plunge, but inside. Oh my and God. It is so the, into this. Right? It's like the fastest way for me to get in my body because it's not painful, but it does like kind of wake me up. And yeah. it is a shock to the system. And it's very much inside my body. Mm hmm. And it's wow. just drinking, right? So like it's not having to go to a whole ass yoga class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You don't have to do a whole hour and a half of hatha or something. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I haven't heard of that, but I'm all for it. I would love to try that because that is one of the things that I talk about with, you know, with past clients is when they were in the middle of panic, like go get an ice cube and like literally hold it in your hands and like that ice, any time you can have like ice like that, like it really, it's really, really, really gets you present in the moment. Because again, it does kind of shock the system, not in like a painful way, but in a like, whoa, this is, this is new. This is something that I need to pay attention to. And it gets you out of that panic, which typically is right. You're like forward thinking and worrying about everything. But, but having that ice really brings you back to that moment. So I love that feeling, you know, run, I can, I can like feel it in my body without it even happening is like yeah. down your esophagus and totally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What, what about, do you have any other ones that you want to share? Any other coping skills that you like? Um, similarly to the, to the, um, body scan is progressive muscle relaxation. I think that one, I have an eight minute recording and script actually on my website that we could put in the show notes, but, um, yeah, it's please. very, I'm, I speak very calmly, which is not my <laughs> usual tone, but, but I do a decent job of that. And then, um, but literally tightening your muscles and then relaxing them. So like tightening, holding for five and then relaxing every single muscle group of your body. It's like I said, I think it's like an eight minute and some odd seconds. So again, in under 10 minutes, you would think that that would actually put you in a really like relaxed state. But I find that progressive muscle relaxation is one that just like re-energizes you because your muscles are like so engaged and everything that like, I remember the very first time I did progressive muscle relaxation, I was in a training at, I worked at an inpatient, inpatient psychiatric hospital and we had trainers come in and we were working on coping skills. And that was one that we did. And I, it was like the two and a two, you know, two o'clock slump that I was in. And I went into that training feeling like, oh my gosh, I need 12 more cups of coffee. How am I going to make it to my 11 o'clock, you know, yeah. end time of my shift, all the things. And after that progressive muscle relaxation, I was like, so alert. I felt so good. I was just like shocked. And then since then, I've just been a really big advocate of it. Mm. Um, but I had a really hard time finding a script or a recording that I enjoyed listening to. And so I literally just made my own eventually that I had used with clients and whatnot. So a woman um, after my own heart. If you can't find it, make it. Right, right. It's just, you got to do what you got to do. So that's what I had to do. And now I use it all the time and it's lovely. So there's a bunch of those, um, like reflection journaling. I mean, I have so many, I have 99 of them. You so. have 99 of them. That's the title of the book, by the way, 99 problems and being a bitch ain't one. And I yes. love that title so much. It makes me so happy. Well, and I want to, before we wrap up, I want to say that if you are a new mom or you are family planning right now, while you're listening to this episode, Lindsay is a great resource to sort of demystify all of this fertility, postpartum, 
stuff that can feel kind of, I think kind of scary because I'm in a place where I'm thinking about fertility more, you know, I'm 36 and I've always wanted kids. So just like, I, I'm very encouraged by how much more honesty there seems to be surrounding, like, it's not all sunshine and roses. Um, and like, that's normal. Not only is it acceptable, it's like the norm. Right. So that's why I love what you do and the conversations that you have. And I want people to connect with you about this. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I think so many, so many people before becoming a mom, it was like, oh, this is so lovely. And it was so wonderful. And I quickly realized that not so much of it is lovely and wonderful. So much of it is, and I would never trade it for the world. I mean, my kids are, I also hit the lottery. Like both of my kids are just incredible. So I think, (laughs) you know, that makes it a little smidge easier. Um, But we have our moments, not, you know, getting into power struggles with a toddler isn't super fun and I don't yeah. usually win. So <laughs> and the, um, the licensed therapist doesn't win against the toddler. I no, love knowing that no, it makes me feel better. <laughs> totally. No, she like already, she, I'm like, sometimes I'm like how you are actually smarter than what I'm like. Yeah. You can just have your way because honestly <laughs> what you're saying makes a lot more sense than what I'm trying to say. So fine. Um, touche no, I mean, toddler. Touche. Yeah, she just has it down. Um, but yeah, no, I think, and I, and I do feel like that's part of, you know, the mental health conversation and becoming a mom and everything in between is it's, it's all hard. It's all messy. Whether you are on the track to motherhood, whether you're on the track to entrepreneurship, whether you're merging the two of them, whether you're in a totally different track um, that we're not even really touching on as much, all of it is hard in its own right. There's no easy button on life. Like there just isn't. And so I think knowing that approaching it with a little bit of like, well, here we go again, right? Having a little bit of that humor, that lightheartedness, taking the thing serious, obviously that we need to take seriously, but I think there is a way to do it that feels a little bit more inclusive, feels a little bit like on common ground. Like I'm not Beyonce, but that girl has kids and she probably has had a shitty day too here and there. <laughs> like, right? I'm it's sure I'm goes. positive. Yes. There's, it's a great <laughs> equalizer. I love that so much. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, is there anything else that you want to share with our audience before we wrap up? I just love, you know, you can definitely check out her book, 99 Problems and Being a Bitch Ain't One, um, all about coping skills that is in the show notes. And is there anything else that you want to share before we head out? I don't think so. You can come find me. I'm coping with Lindsay on Instagram. That's also my website. I do a lot of blogging for motherhood and mental health there. Um, I mean, I can talk about this topic whenever, however long. I love it. It's like my <laughs> life, obviously. So um, I am the one that answers all my emails, all my DMs, and I am super happy to talk about any of this stuff. So if you have questions or just are like, oh my God, yes, that's me. Come, come chat with me. Come hang out. I love it. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lindsay. And you guys truly take her up on it. She's such a joy to talk to. And there's, again, so much information on motherhood and mental health, both. It's a yes. And you can have one or the other or be a double winner. So head on over (laughs) to copingwithlindsay.com. Check out her stuff. And thank you again, Lindsay, for being here on Find Your Magic. Thanks, Kelsey. All right, y'all know I'm about to ask you to subscribe to Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, or wherever you found us today. It truly helps podcasters pay their teams, find better guests, and give you good content. So if you want to hear more conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship, be sure to subscribe to Find Your Magic and leave us a review. Thanks for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.